What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Mialari. So today is the start of NBA free agency. It opens up this evening at 6 p.m. East Coast time. I did mention the James Harden trade rumors in my last episode, which I just recorded. And now I'm going to give you a breakdown of all the big free agents in the NBA, talk about some stars that are available, talk about some role players and bench guys that are available as well, and give you guys my predictions of where I think a lot of guys are going to end up. So let's start off with the new CBA, which requires teams to spend 90% of the salary cap, which is $122.4 million every team has to spend by the first day of the regular season. Right now, Houston has $50.5 million to spend to get to that. San Antonio has $26 million to spend. The Sacramento Kings have $24.5 million to spend. The Indiana Pacers have $18.5 million to spend. And the Detroit Pistons have $14.5 million to spend. So now I'm going to break down all my predictions of where I think every player in free agency, whether they're big or small, are going to end up. And I'll start off with my favorite free agent, Russell Westbrook, who I think will end up back on the Clippers on a one-year $3.8 million deal. I think Miami is a possible destination for him as well. Would not be surprised to see him in a Miami Heat uniform. But ultimately, especially with how big of a fan I am of the Clippers and how big of a Russell Westbrook fan I am, I would love to see him back with the Clippers and see them run it back for one more year. So I have Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers. Next up, Chris Middleton declined his $40 million player option with the Milwaukee Bucks. I think he returns to the Bucs, but I think Miami tries to make a run at him and offer some money. We'll see what happens. Miami does have some decisions to make on Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Kevin Love. And Victor Oladipo did just opt into his player option for this upcoming season. But I do think there is a good chance that Max Struess is gone. And we'll see about Kevin Love or Gabe Vincent. I think Chris Middleton, they make a run at. I think he'd be pretty good alongside Jimmy Butler. would give Miami a big scoring option alongside Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. And obviously Jimmy Butler as well. I think at the end of the day, he'll stay in Milwaukee. But I do think Miami tries to make a run at him. Next up is Kyrie Irving. A lot of rumors in the last few weeks were that he would end up staying in Dallas. But now in the last day or so, there are reports that he is visiting the stacked Phoenix Suns and then also revisiting the Houston Rockets. So now it opens up the question of whether or not he's actually going to return to the Dallas Mavericks or not. And what has Kyrie Irving shown us in his career? Obviously one of the most talented players in the NBA, gifted ball handler, can do it all on the court, scoring, passing, very good basketball player offensively, one of the best in the NBA and one of the most talented players in the league. But what has he shown us in his career? You can never trust... Kyrie Irving, whether it's saying he wants to re-sign with the Boston Celtics, whether it's saying he wants to stay with the Brooklyn Nets for one more year and run it back before ultimately asking for a trade before the NBA trade deadline, whether it's even saying he wants to stay with the Dallas Mavericks. You never know with Kyrie Irving. You never know. So I would not be surprised to see him even go to the Los Angeles Lakers, let's say, or the Miami Heat. I think those are going to be two big suitors right there. I think the Miami Heat and Los Angeles Lakers are going to be two big suitors. I don't see him going to the Houston Rockets. I don't see him going to the Phoenix Suns. And honestly, the Dallas Mavericks right now, probably the best chance of signing him since there were a lot of rumors that they wanted to re-sign him and keep him with Luka Doncic, even though I don't think it's a great match and a great fit, which we saw this past season after the trade of a Kyrie Irving at the trade deadline. But I think right now I would say he's 40% a Dallas Maverick, 35% chance he is with the Los Angeles Lakers, and a 25% chance he is with the Miami Heat. So this prediction is probably the hottest to make and definitely won't be easy since Kyrie Irving is the most unpredictable player in the NBA. But I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving joining forces with LeBron James again and teaming up with Anthony Davis and LeBron James in Los Angeles with the Lakers. 
I'm going to go with him joining LeBron James in Los Angeles. Obviously, the Lakers had a lot of interest in him at the trade deadline this past year, and ultimately, they were not able to get a deal done for him, so they pivoted and went to get Malik Beasley and get D'Angelo Russell and get Jared Vanderbilt instead, and obviously got rid of Russell Westbrook. I think there's a good chance Kyrie Irving is a Los Angeles Laker. And there is also a question of whether or not he would go to Philadelphia. If James Harden is gone, that does open the floor for Kyrie Irving to join Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers. And obviously, Kyrie Irving has the ability to do so. He has the ability to go wherever he wants since he is a free agent. Even though he said he wants to stay with the Dallas Mavericks, who knows the end of the day with Kyrie. That's why I'm going to take Kyrie Irving going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Next up, D'Angelo Russell. I think the Lakers are going to move on from D'Angelo Russell, especially if they were to get a guy like Kyrie Irving. My prediction is that with James Harden being gone and the Philadelphia 76ers needing somebody to take that role as the two got in that lineup, I'm going to take D'Angelo Russell joining the Philadelphia 76ers. With James Harden being gone, they need a two-guard alongside Tyrese Maxey. I'm going to go with D'Angelo Russell going to Philadelphia. Next up, Fred Van Vliet. A lot of people have going to the Houston Rockets. Houston has the most money to spend and most money to offer here, and they have to spend this money before the start of the season. So Fred Van Vliet going to the Houston Rockets is definitely a likely possibility. Honestly, I do think San Antonio could be a possibility as well. He wants to get his bag, and San Antonio has money to offer as well. And who knows what they're going to go get to pair alongside Victor Wambanyama. I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet going to the Houston Rockets, but I do think the San Antonio Spurs do make a run for him. And a lot of these predictions I'm going to have, whether it's that with Fred Van Vliet potentially going to the San Antonio Spurs, a lot of these hot takes that I just think could be possibilities. Not all of these are going to be favorable opinions where everybody online agrees. So a lot of these opinions are just going to be mine where I'm just throwing out guesses where I think guys are going to go. I'm going to get some right, going to get some wrong, may get all wrong. Who knows? It's not easy to predict where guys go in free agency. I might only get a few right, but we'll see. This is just for the fun of it. Next up, Jakob Pertl. I think he returns to Toronto. They traded for him at the deadline this past year, and I think they are interested in keeping him in Toronto in that front court. Next up is Kevin Love. I think he returns to the Miami Heat on a veteran minimum and will play off the bench for them yet again. Next up, Draymond Green. I think he's going to return to Golden State. He did decline his $27.5 million player option. That did save Golden State a lot of money in the luxury tax. But I think Green will end up staying with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and run it back for another couple of years in Golden State in hopes of winning another NBA Finals ring. They have four already. Maybe they go for a fifth. And they did just add Chris Paul as well. So they are still in win-now mode. And especially when you trade a guy like Jordan Poole, it just proves you're trying to win right now. And that's ultimately what I think Golden State's going to do. I think they're going to bring back Draymond Green. He's a hot and soul of that team. Obviously a big controversial player. There's obviously always headlines around him. But I think he fits in Golden State, and Steve Kerr's made it work somehow in keeping him in the locker room and keeping him focused. I think he ends up staying with the Golden State Warriors. Next up is Jeremy Grant, who is a free agent, was just playing with the Portland Trailblazers. I like him to go to Indiana or Sacramento, but with Sacramento just paying Harrison Bonds yesterday, I think Jeremy Grant goes to the Indiana Pacers, can help them out in the paint alongside Miles Turner. That would be a pretty good force there at the power forward and center positions. Next up, Eric Gordon. I think he signs up with Miami Heat. I think the Celtics, Knicks, and Lakers could all use him for depth. Obviously, he did show he did still have some left in the tank for the Clippers this past year. He was just waived by them, which I just mentioned in my last episode. Did shoot 42% from three in the Clippers' 22 games that he appeared in this past season uh, in the regular season, which shows he still has the ability to shoot threes and help out off the bench. I think Miami could definitely use him as another scoring option off the bench, especially if they lose Max Struess and maybe even Gabe Vincent. So next up is Brooke Lopez. Big man for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think he returns to Milwaukee on another deal, but I would be interested to see him 
in an Atlanta Hawks uniform with John Collins being moved by Atlanta. Now they have a need in their front court in the paint. I think it'd be interesting to see him in Atlanta, but I do think he returns to the Milwaukee Bucks. Next up is Kyle Kuzma. I have him signing with the Los Angeles Lakers, the team he started his career with. He did just opt out of his deal with the Washington Wizards, and I do think the Lakers try to make a run at him, especially considering they need help off of that bench, and even in the starting lineup as well, alongside Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They need help, whether it's in the starting lineup or off the bench, with a lot of decisions to be made. This offseason, they have to figure things out. I do think they go get Kyle Kuzma. Next up is Mo Bamba. He was just waived by the Lakers yesterday. I think he signs with the Golden State Warriors and helps them out in the paint. Maybe be the backup to Kevon Looney. The next player is Malik Beasley, who will not have his option picked up by the Los Angeles Lakers. He was traded to the Lakers this past trade deadline from the Minnesota Timberwolves. and will now be a free agent. I have him signing with the Dallas Mavericks. Austin Reeves, a player that really sprouted this past year for the Los Angeles Lakers. They can match his offer sheet if he does decide to go elsewhere. I think he resigns to the Lakers after they match his offer sheet, whether or not he signs with a team like the San Antonio Spurs, the Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers. I think his offer sheet will be matched by the Los Angeles Lakers. Whether or not he's worth all the money they give him, I'm not really too sure. I think he's a good player, but I do think he's going to be heavily overpaid in this market. With this Lakers team that made a run at the end of this last season, they're going to want to try to keep as many pots around LeBron James that LeBron James wants around. I think Austin Reeves looks pretty good alongside LeBron James. LeBron James obviously needs shooters around him. That's where he has succeeded the best in his career. So I think the Lakers will ultimately end up keeping Austin Reeves and match his office sheet. Next up is Christian Wood. I think he signs the Miami Heat. It helps give Bam Adebayo some help in the paint. Portland could definitely use him in the paint as well, especially if they want to keep Damian Lewis somewhat happy. I think with the Damian Lillard trade rumors, I think it's starting to get like the Odell Beckham Jr. free agency tour where Odell Beckham Jr. was visiting teams day in and day out, making headlines about, oh, which team should I go to? And I really enjoyed this meeting and that meeting. Just not signed with the team. Similar to Damian Lillard, the last few years, he's one foot in, one foot out, whether he wants to be traded or not, ends up just going back every single time. I'm getting a little bit tired of the storylines and the headlines there, especially if he ends up staying yet again. I think they end up still trying to build around him in Portland and maybe signing a guy like Christian Wood helps keep Damon Lillard happy. I think he'd be pretty good on the Clippers as well. I would only consider getting Christian Wood if the Clippers do end up trading away Avita Zubats. There was just a report a few minutes ago now that the Clippers do have him available in trade talks, but I don't want to trade him. He is one of the best contracts in the league for a starting center, just making $10 million this year and $11 million next year. Two years left on his deal, making $21 million over those two years combined. Signed a three-year, $21 million contract extension with the Clippers in July of 2019. Then signed another three-year deal with the Clippers. A three-year, $32.8 million contract extension just about a year ago now in June 28th, 2022. Very good deal for a guy that's only making $10 million and $11 million these next couple seasons. He's got 10.9 this year and then 11.7 next year in the 2024-2025 season. So $11 million and $11.7 million over the next couple of seasons for starting center is pretty much a bargain. So I do not want to trade Avita Zubats. Would love to keep him on the Clippers. Had a pretty good season this past year, averaging 10.76 points per game to go along with 9.9 rebounds and 1.2 blocks per game. Would love to see him stay with the Clippers and do not want to trade him. So next up is Rui Hachimura, a forward that the Lakers traded for at the trade deadline this past year. And Hachimura ended up being a really good piece for the Lakers, really helped them in their shooting woes, and definitely helped them as a secondary scorer as well. I think he ends up leaving the Lakers, though. I think they get outbid. I think he either goes to the Portland Trailblazers and maybe helps out Damian Lillard in that rotation, or he goes to a team like the Houston Rockets, who have money to spend, and maybe go and get a guy like Hachimura who can help them with their shooting woes as well. 
Next up is Derrick Rose. Rumored that Phoenix and Milwaukee want him, maybe even the Celtics as well, did just end up getting let go by the New York Knicks. I think ends up in Milwaukee to be the backup to Drew Holiday. Next up, Dylan Brooks, a longtime Memphis Grizzly, has been a very controversial player over the last year or so because of his trash talking and a lot of technical fouls. I think he signs with the New York Knicks. This is probably a hot take to most, but I'm not really too sure why I thought about the Knicks. I just, when I was making this list of free agents and started writing down where I think guys will go, the Knicks came to mind. I think he could be helpful for them shooting-wise. Did average about 30% shooting from three in his career with the Memphis Grizzlies. I'll get that stat in just one second. And he's good defensively as well. He shot 32.6% from three this past year and 34.2% from three in his career to go along with 14.3 points per game scoring this past year and is a 14.5-point scorer per game in his NBA career, six years in the NBA, and has been a good player as well his entire career. Decent secondary scorer and could definitely help the Knicks. I have him going to the New York Knicks. Next up is Joe Ingles. I have him signing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ingles suffered a few major injuries over the last few seasons. Still has a little bit left in the tank as a bench player. I think he could help out the Cleveland Cavaliers off the bench. Another free agent I have going to the Cleveland Cavaliers is Kelly Oubre, who actually averaged 20 points per game this past season for the Charlotte Hornets off 32% shooting from three, 43% shooting from the floor, 5.2 rebounds per game, and 1.4 steals per game. Did only play in 48 games due to an injury, but I think he'd be a good addition to that Cleveland Cavaliers lineup that already has Darius Gowan, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen, Isaac Okoro, and they did just also guarantee the contract of Jetty Osmond as well, who is a pretty good career player for them, a pretty good role player, averaged 9.7 points per game in his six-year career with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He'll be there for another year as well, 28 years old, and has been a decent shooter for them as well, shot 37% from three this past season. Next up is P.J. Washington, who I think will return to the Charlotte Hornets. Miles Bridges, another Charlotte Hornets free agent. I think he ends up signing with the Atlanta Hawks. They do not have John Collins anymore, and they need help with the paint. I think he goes to Atlanta. Seth Curry, I think he will sign to the Miami Heat. I want to say the Lakers, but I think if they keep Reeves, that kind of fits a Seth Curry role and takes up that role that Seth Curry could have had. So I have Seth Curry going to the Miami Heat and helping them with their shooting and giving them another secondary scorer. Josh Hart, I think he returns to the New York Knicks, was pretty good in that rotation and helped them defensively and in rebounding. Did give them a lot of life and a lot of energy. I think he goes back to the Knicks. Grant Williams, a free agent for the Celtics. He's restricted, so the Celtics do have the ability to match any offer sheet. I think he signs with the Houston Rockets, though, and gets decent money. Ultimately, he would be joining Emeo Dokor in Houston and would be too much money for the Celtics to go and match. I think Grant Williams is no longer a Boston Celtic. Next up is Jay Crowder. I think he signs with the New York Knicks. I think he fits the mold of what that Knicks team has already defensively, would be very good defensively, and then also help them out with a little bit of secondary bench scoring as well. I think Jay Crowder is a very underrated and good defender and also can help you a little bit shooting-wise as well. Let me get his career stats up here. Just one second. He shot 44% from three in 18 games for the Bucs this past year, and he's a 35% career shooter from three in the NBA. Did average seven points per game with the Milwaukee Bucks this past season, and as I said, 44% from three. So I think it fit the mold of what the Knicks have there. It would just be another option for them shooting-wise from three. I would like to see him in a New York Knicks uniform. Next up is Bruce Brown. He's a free agent and did just win the NBA Finals with the Denver Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are going to try to bring him back, but I think he's going to be outbid by the Los Angeles Lakers, maybe even by the Mavericks as well. The Mavericks are definitely interested, according to reports. And who knows? I do have some sort of feeling that there could be a team 
like the Houston Rockets or San Antonio Spurs or even Indiana Pacers or Detroit Pistons who want to spend some money on a player that just had a pretty good season that they think could even be better and even improve more when they get more shot opportunities, maybe get some more shot opportunities on a team like Indiana or maybe even Detroit restart his career to begin. Uh, I do think he goes to the Los Angeles Lakers, though. That's ultimately where I think he goes. But I do think there will be some suitors of teams that are contending that want him, whether it's like the Denver Nuggets or Los Angeles Lakers, or it could be some teams that are rebuilding as well that just throw him a bag. I think the Lakers, though, is where he ends up going. Obviously, a Boston native as well. would like to see him in a Celtics uniform. Grew up in Boston, born and raised, even brought back the NBA Finals trophy to Boston. But I don't think he goes to the Boston Celtics. I think he goes to the Lakers. He did just throw out... The first pitch of the Boston Red Sox game yesterday, obviously his hometown team, a team he grew up a fan of. I'm sure it was exciting for him to be back in Boston, but I don't think he comes to the Celtics. I think he goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. Next up is Kendrick Nunn, who was traded to the Washington Wizards in that Rui Hachimura deal from the Los Angeles Lakers. In 31 games played for the Wizards after being traded from the Lakers, he averaged 14 minutes per game to go along with 7.5 points per game. 45% shooting from the floor, 39% shooting from three to go along with 1.8 assists per game and 1.7 rebounds per game. I think he'd be pretty good off the bench for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Next up is Jeff Green, longtime veteran in the NBA, just won the NBA Finals with the Denver Nuggets. I have him re-signing with the Denver Nuggets as a veteran minimum contract. I think he's been pretty good in their locker room. It also helped out defensively. It definitely gives it his all play in and play out. I think he could be a good second to third scoring option off the bench for the Denver Nuggets for another season. The next player is Cam Johnson, who was traded to the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for Kevin Durant. He was traded alongside Mikel Bridges from the Phoenix Suns to the Brooklyn Nets. I think he signs with the Houston Rockets, but that deal was matched by the Brooklyn Nets, and he ends up back with the Brooklyn Nets for a long-term deal. Next up is Robin Lopez. I think he signs a veteran minimum contract with the Atlanta Hawks. I think he ends up becoming the backup center there to Clint Capella, who's still under contract for another season. Obviously, I've mentioned a few times in this episode that John Collins was traded from the Atlanta Hawks to the Utah Jazz. You know, they do have a need at the four position, but I don't think Robin Lopez will be a starter for them. I think he'd be more of a backup center role there in Atlanta. In 37 games played this past season for Cleveland, he averaged three points per game to go along with 1.4 rebounds, 0.2 blocks, and shot 64% from the floor. Wasn't really used that much, but I think he could be a good maybe second or third center off the bench. He is getting up there in age, though. He's 35 years old, 15-year NBA veteran. Was very good over his career. Really, he hasn't had a great season since the 2020-2021 season. We averaged nine points per game to go along with four rebounds per game. I have him signing a very short veteran minimum deal with the Atlanta Hawks. Next up is Karis LeVert. Was pretty good this past season for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Played two seasons in Cleveland. This past season, he averaged 12.1 points per game to go along with 39% shooting from three, 43% shooting from the floor, 3.8 rebounds per game, 3.9 assists per game, and a steal per game. Very good role player and a guy that can create his own offense. I have him going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. As I said, I was stuck with the Knicks in the heat. I think he goes to Minnesota and helps out Anthony Edwards. Next up is Bismack Biombo. I think he signs with the Sacramento Kings. Longtime NBA veteran center was just with the Phoenix Suns. I think he goes to Sacramento and helps them out in the paint. DeMontis Sabonis is still there, but I think they could use a guy that's a force defensively in the paint. And with Rashawn Holmes being traded to the Dallas Mavericks on draft night, now there's a need for them in their front court. I think Bismack Biombo goes to Sacramento. Dante DiVincenzo will no longer be a Golden State Warrior. He had a player option for this upcoming season with Golden State. Ends up declining it now being a free agent. I think he goes and signs with the New York Knicks. 
think he'd be pretty good for them as a shooter. They need help shooting-wise. It could definitely help them scoring as well. He did average nine points per game alongside Steph Curry and Clay Thompson this past year. Not really too sure what his role would be, maybe off the bench, but I think he'd be pretty good for the Knicks. Next up is Dennis Schroeder, a guy that I wanted to say would return to the Los Angeles Lakers at first, but if the Lakers were to go and sign Kyrie Irving, which is a prediction of mine in this episode, I think Dennis Schroeder would be gone. So in that case, I'm going to take Dennis Schroeder going to the Chicago Bulls. He would be reunited with his former coach in Billy Donovan. And the Chicago Bulls need a point guard since Lonzo Ball may not be playing this upcoming season with a knee injury. Lonzo missed the entire season this past year and could miss even the entire season this upcoming season as well. In his lone season with the Bulls, he did average 13 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 5.1 assists, and 1.8 steals per game. and shot 42% from three. Looked pretty good alongside DeMar DeRozan and alongside Zach Levine. The problem here is, though, they have decisions to make. Do they want to keep DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine? My prediction going into this offseason was that one of them would be ultimately traded. So we'll see if that actually happens. They did just give an extension to Nikola Vucevic. Three years, $60 million. A guy that was pretty good for them this past season. Averaged 18 points per game. 17.6 points per game to be exact. Shot 52% from the floor. 35% from three. Averaged 11 rebounds, 3.2 assists, and 0.7 steals per game. He was pretty good for them this past season. But I'm not really too sure of the direction of this team. I think they're going to blow it up at some point. So they'll probably end up trading Nikola Vucevic and either DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine just to get some assets back and try to rebuild. We'll ultimately see what they end up doing. But in this situation here of Dennis Schroeder signing with the Chicago Bulls, pairing back up with his former head coach, Billy Donovan. And as I said, the Chicago Bulls do need a point guard since Lonzo Ball may not even play this upcoming season. Lonzo had a pretty good year in his lone year with the Bulls, but with that injury and that knee situation being very uncertain, unfortunately, he may not even play. So they do need a point guard. I think Dennis Schroeder would fit in pretty well in that system. And I do think maybe even the trade deadline, maybe even trade Den- Dennis Schroeder or even trade Nikola Vucevic, you can really get a lot of value at the trade deadline if you want to blow things up. Look at what the Brooklyn Nets did, trading away Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving at the trade deadline. You can get a lot of value at the trade deadline. So I think there was a chance maybe to get Dennis Schroeder on a one-year deal, two-year deal, and then move him at the deadline if he's having a good season. Next up is Dennis Smith Jr., a veteran point guard in the NBA now, former top draft pick out of NC State, was the ninth overall pick of the 2017 draft to the Dallas Mavericks. He's now a six-year NBA veteran, coming off a season where he played with with the Charlotte Hornets. Averaged 8.8 points per game, making 15 starts in 54 games. Averaged 8.8 points, 4.8 assists, 3.1 rebounds, 1.4 steals, and shot 41% from the floor and 22% from three. Has not been a very good three-point shooter in his NBA career, just 29.9% from three in his NBA career in six years. I have him signing with the San Antonio Spurs. They have some money to spend. It's not going to really take much money to sign Dennis Smith Jr. Could be a high upside deal there where you just give him a Small contract, 4 or $5 million, and just see if he pans out there. We'll see, obviously, what happens. But he had a decent year with Charlotte this past season. Next up of free agents, I have Svi Mikhailuk, and I have him signing with the Charlotte Hornets and staying in Charlotte. Very underrated player that I think, that I think is primed for a breakout this upcoming season. He was the 17th pick in the second round of the 2018 NBA draft, the 47th pick overall. Five-year NBA veteran now, and at the end of this past season, really started to put up some big numbers, including his last five games of the season this past season for Charlotte. He had 16 points, 26 points, 17 points, 25 points, and 16 points in the last five games of the season. Shot a good amount of threes. He actually even took 
at least five threes in all five of the last five games of the season, including taking 10 threes in the last game of the season and 14 threes in the second-to-last game of the season. He shot 42.4% from three this past season overall for the Charlotte Hornets. I think he's a guy that could break out this upcoming season and be a very good player for the Charlotte Hornets. In his last six games of the season this past year, he averaged 19.7 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.5 steals, 0.5 blocks. And shot 37% from three and 46.3% from the floor. I think he'd be a very good player for that Hornets team, especially if he takes even more shots in that lineup. Would like to see him return there. He's a very underrated player that's sprouting and is primed for a breakout this upcoming season. I think more people will know his name by the start of the season. Next up is Gabe Vincent. I think he returns to the Miami Heat on a three-year $54 million deal. I do think if Fred Van Vliet does leave Toronto, maybe he ends up... A Toronto Raptor. There are reports now that the Miami Heat did offer Gabe Vincent a new contract and he ended up declining the extension and now there is a chance he does end up leaving Miami. I think he ends up staying in Miami anyways, but if he does leave Miami, I think Toronto could be a potential place where he ends up. Next up is Max Struess, another free agent for the Miami Heat. I think he leaves Miami. I don't think he goes back. I think he either signs with the Orlando Magic or the Indiana Pacers, two teams that could use another shooter and help them out off the bench. Next up is Cam Reddish. I think the Lakers could use him for depth, but I have a weird feeling he ends up in Detroit for some reason. I think Chicago could even be a fit, a, a team that could use a guy on a smaller contract that could potentially play over that money and be you know, more valuable than the money he gets. For some reason, I think he goes to Detroit and maybe helps out that young core there and maybe has a chance to develop there. I think the Chicago Bulls are another possible destination for him. But ultimately, I'm going to go with him signing with the Detroit Pistons. Not really too sure why. Just came to my head and I just stayed with it. Next up, John Wall is a free agent. He was waived last season by the Houston Rockets after being traded in a deal with the Los Angeles Clippers. I think it was a three-way deal. He ended up being traded back to the Houston Rockets. Ended up being bought out and then wasn't picked up for the rest of the season. I have him signing with the Phoenix Suns, and I have him joining forces with his former buddy in the Washington Wizards, Bradley Bale. I'd like to see him maybe be on the Lakers. I think he could definitely help out that offense and be a facilitator there. But I have him ultimately signing with the Phoenix Suns. I think the Celtics could be a dark horse for him as well. I didn't think he was that bad with the Los Angeles Clippers. I just think it made sense for them to go in a different direction. He could facilitate. He had a couple 15-assist games. He looked pretty good still speed-wise. I think he could be a good addition to that Phoenix Suns lineup, maybe even the Celtics or Lakers as well. Next up is Reggie Jackson, another former Clipper point guard. He did just win the NBA Finals with the Denver Nuggets after being traded from the Clippers to the Charlotte Hornets for that Mason Plumlee deal. Plumlee ends up being a free agent now as well. Reggie Jackson, a free agent as well. It was an expiring deal. Reggie Jackson was bought out by the Charlotte Hornets right when that deal went down at the trade deadline. Then he ended up joining the Denver Nuggets and winning an NBA Finals. I'm stuck between him going to the Lakers or the Celtics. I think if the Lakers get Kyrie Irving or another free agent point guard, I think he ends up going to a different team. I think the Boston Celtics could definitely be a possibility. For the sake of him returning to Boston where he went to college, he was a former Boston College Eagle. That was, that was where he played his college basketball. I'll say he's a Boston Celtic. I think they need a point guard. That's obviously a need in that offense, and he's a guy that could help facilitate. Next up, Nerwins Noel, another guy with connections to Massachusetts. He was born and raised in Malden, Massachusetts. Ended up playing high school basketball for Everett High before going to the Tilton School in Tilton, New Hampshire. Was a former top draft pick in the NBA draft, the sixth overall pick in the 2013 NBA draft. Going from his ninth season in the NBA to his 10th season, he only played in 17 games this past season between 14 games for the Detroit Pistons and three games for the Brooklyn Nets. 17 games make it four starts. He averaged 2.1 points per game to go along with 2.7 rebounds per game, 0.9 steals, and 0.6 blocks. He did also shoot... 
36.1% from the floor. He hasn't really shown too much over the last few seasons. His best season in the NBA was probably second season in the league where he averaged 11.1 points per game, 8.1 rebounds, 1.8 steals, and 1.5 blocks for the Philadelphia 76ers. Hasn't really shown too much over the last few years. His last productive season was in the 2020-2021 season for the New York Knicks where he made 41 starts in 64 games, averaged 5.1 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game, 1.1 steals, and 2.2 blocks per game to go along with 61% shooting from the floor. That was probably his last good season. I have him going to the Clippers here on a veteran minimum. I think he would fit in well in that Clippers system, help them out defensively in the paint, get them some rebounds, and wouldn't really be making much money. The Clippers are looking to, for guys that can fill their rotation and not make that much money, especially considering how much money they're already spending on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and may even spend on James Harden as well in a trade. We'll see what happens there. But I do think they might need a sender, especially considering there's a chance that Avita Zubats is traded with that new report that did just come out not too long ago now in the last half hour. And now Mason Plumlee, the last free agent I'm going to talk about, I have him signing with the Los Angeles Lakers on a veteran minimum deal to be the backup center. That was my prediction an hour or two ago now when I made this whole list. Now with the report that there is a chance they move on from Vita Zubats with the hopes of bringing back Mason Plumlee to be the starter, maybe that does change, but the Lakers do need a backup center behind Anthony Davis. That's why I have Plumlee going to the Lakers, but he may even stay with the Clippers now, especially if Zubats is ultimately traded. We'll see what happens there, and I'll keep you guys posted. The last player I'm going to mention is Patrick Beverly, NBA defensive specialist, is a free agent, was just playing with the Bulls at the end of this past season, his hometown team. I don't think he returns to the Bulls, though. I think he either goes to the Miami Heat and helps them defensively. I think they need a guy that holds guys accountable in that lineup, like P.J. Tucker did for a year. Defensive specialist P.J. Tucker held guys accountable, gave it his all every single possession, and that was pretty good as well for Philadelphia this past season. I think Project Beverly could give an edge and a spark to that Miami Heat lineup. But I think the Dallas Mavericks are a fit as well. They need help defensively. That's a team that has Luka Doncic and maybe even Kyrie Irving. He resigns there. In their backcourt, two guys that aren't really that great defensively, aren't defensively minded. I think Patrick Beverly could bring a spark to them defensively and off the bench. So I'm going to go with Patrick Beverly going to the Dallas Mavericks. Anyways, that will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. The NBA free agency period will start tonight at 6 p.m. So there's going to be a lot of headlines over the next few hours of guys being interested in this place and that place. I will keep you guys updated over the weekend of who signs where. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and stay well and have a great weekend. Thank you.